0: I'm Leon, and welcome to Good Time, Not a Long Time, a weekly comedy podcast where we vant, do van quizzes, discuss the latest news, and give questionable advice. Now, without wasting any time, let's get straight into the podcast. Okay, right, so, um, we're in a bit of a pickle. So, Ellie's been off for three weeks, Tegan is now ill, and I might as well be classed as part-time at the moment because... (laughs) I've not been consistent either. So it's definitely been a struggling uh, start to the month. But you know what? We're going to get into it. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, Ellie went out shopping this afternoon and her bus has been delayed. She couldn't get back in time. And Tegan has become severely ill with something. She still wants to go into work on Monday, but bad decision, bestie. Bad decision. But yeah, pretty much Tegan's ill. Ellie's out. I'm in. So because we didn't want to leave you hanging and dry, it's it's me. It's me again. There will be a point eventually where the three of us will be able to get together and, you know, continue with the podcast as usual. But at the moment, this January has been an interesting one. Actually, will it still be January when we... Yeah, right, okay. It's still going to be January when we release this podcast episode because it will be, what, the 31st? Yeah, it'll be the 31st of January. So, yeah, pretty much, hopefully, February will be much better. But, yeah, speaking of next month, uh, I'm going to be getting my car at the end of next month or the beginning of the month after, just whenever. Basically, the latest that my car will be able to arrive will be in... early March. And then I'm also going to be getting my project management results in the next three weeks. So that's going to be a lot of pressure. But yeah, so this next month is going to be quite an exciting one. So I can't wait for that. You know what? I am just looking forward to just being able to be like, look, I'm going to head out or I'm nipping out somewhere. Or, you know, if I want to do something, for example, then I won't have to go on to like the traveling app and then search, oh, um, what bus do I need? What train do I need? I could just be like, nope, Okay, put it on the sat-nav, let's go, we're off. It was just so much easier. And then I'll also be able to go to, you know, Thai boxing more frequently. I'll be able to go whenever I want instead of asking someone for a lift and then, you know, holding them back because I'm not ready. (laughs) It's a me problem, not a you problem. Pretty much, I just can't wait for that, you know, that little bit of freedom. Everyone's like, oh yeah, you're you're like this now, but just you wait until you see what the fuel prices are like. I don't care. I don't care what the fuel prices are like. Like, I don't care how much the fuel costs. I really don't. And also, one of the reasons why I'm being restricted in my work is because I'm not able to go into sites or anything. So I need to be able to drive so I can you know, go to different sites. Oh, Toffee's off on one. She's scratching. Toffee's here with me today, by the way. So I might get distracted every now and again because she might as well be like Sonic the Bloody Hedgehog. Honestly, you drop anything on the floor and she's vroom, there. There before you can, you can even breathe. For example, the other day I was cooking, was it fish and chips? Real nice, by the way, real nice fish and chips. My sister asked, um, oh, Leon, did you do the batter yourself? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't do the batter myself. got it from a box. But it was a really nice piece of fish from Aldi. So big up to them. But yeah, I was cooking fish and chips the other day. And you know, I pulled out some peas. And then I poured the peas into the bowl. And then one pea, one single pea dropped onto the floor. Honestly, it probably made the tiniest noise in the world. Toffee. zoom." straight into the kitchen absolutely legged it for the pee i had to jump across the kitchen like no and then i uh, pulled it away because the things that dogs can and can't eat like some surprising things that you wouldn't know and i didn't have enough time obviously to do research like can a dog eat a pee so instead i just had to leap across the kitchen pick the pee up and you know chuck it in the bin because obviously it fell on the floor i've still not checked whether dogs can eat peas or not so that's probably something that i should do so i don't have to waste any energy whilst you know accidentally dropping a single pea. Yeah, that's how quick she is. You drop anything; she could be in the living room. You drop something, she'll come. She will come running unless you've got the baby gate locked. So yeah. Anyway, what was he even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Chaos. Oh yes, car. Yep, gonna be getting my car uh, at the beginning of next. Well, no, at the towards the end of next month, which is February beginning of march so yeah, we have that to look forward to and also with the the exams as well one thing that i have been doing recently is well actually i was going to mention the fact that pokemon's been released and we all know what i'm like with pokemon but first i want to clarify when last week i mentioned that i got obsessed with monopoly and i did i i actually became obsessed with monopoly for two weeks i think it was it was two weeks it could still happen i still think i'm a bit obsessed but the new Pokemon's been released, so, you know, I've not played any Pokemon recently. And I don't know why it was. I was just sat there in bed one morning, and not a... I say morning, you might be thinking, oh, it was sat there like nine o'clock in the morning. No, by morning, I mean it was one o'clock in the morning, right? I was sat on the bed, and I was thinking, you know what? I just want to play Monopoly. <laughs> and being the absolute who I am, I have developed a way how to play Monopoly by myself. Because... <laughs> When you're a child, you develop creative ways to, you know, try to entertain yourself whilst everybody else is busy. And one of those things that I did was invented a way how to play Monopoly by myself. Actually, you know what? I'll go over the rules how to play Monopoly by yourself in case any of you want to. Or it, it might just be easier to get the game online or something like that and play with the robots instead, which is also something that I've done. However, on that one morning, I thought, you know, I just want to play Monopoly for some reason. I just want to give it a go. So the how you play Monopoly by yourself is... Uh, you set up your stuff, you set up the money for the other player and you essentially play as both players. However, obviously you can't do trades with yourself because then you can cheat yourself, if you know what I mean. You're like, oh, I'll give you, or I'll give myself these two blue properties and in exchange, I'll give myself like this one brown property. Obviously you can't do that. So the rule is if you go around and you want to buy something, then you buy it. However, there's no trading, none of that stuff. And you just basically have to deal with what you've got. If you've not got a full red colour set, for example, then just deal with it. Oh, and there's no auctions as well. You know, like, there is a rule in Monopoly, which lots of people don't know about, and that is if you don't want a property in Monopoly, the decision isn't buy or don't buy. The decision is do you want to buy the property or do you want to auction the property? If you can't buy if you can't afford a property in Monopoly, you then have to put it up for auction. And then the other players, including yourself, get involved into the auction and can then bid towards a Monopoly set, or colour, or house, or whatever they call properties. They can then put bids into properties, and that's how you make the game faster. Lots of people say, oh, Monopoly takes ages. It only takes ages, ironically, because of the house rules that people put in place to make it more fun. One of the main rules that people overlook is, if you don't want a property, it goes straight to auction, and whoever has the highest bid on it, then it goes straight to them. So, essentially... Every single house or property that you land on, somebody will get it, whether it's buying it on the spot or putting it up for auction. And this is where like the strategic stuff can come in because sometimes you could put a property up for auction if you know that the other person will not be able to afford it. So then you can end up getting a discount on the property. But anyway, that's... So I'm getting too deep into Monopoly, but you know, a lot of people don't know that rule and that's one of the rules. But anyway, so how to play with two people. You go around the board, you play as both players, you deal with whatever properties you've got. If it turns out that nobody is able to get a full colour set, and by nobody, I mean if you can't get a full colour set playing as these two separate characters, then you roll the dice. (laughs) Or you roll the dice by yourself. And whoever... I keep on saying whoever. You don't even play with anybody. You play with yourself, though. Whichever turn gets the highest roll, they will get the orange cards, the orange colour set, and the other person gets the pink properties. And then, obviously, you build up and up and up until somebody... (laughs) yourself becomes bankrupt and then you win against yourself but yeah anyway i played that and i i tried out the speed dice for the first time and i was using the speed dice and you know what it speeds the game massively because there's two symbols on a speed dice when you roll with the normal dice roll there's a monopoly man and if you land on the monopoly man you go to the nearest unowned property or the nearest property that you are rent to and then you've also got the boss the boss means for example if you roll a four and a five you can either move forward five spaces you can move forward four spaces or you can move forward the full nine spaces that's that's what the bus symbol means so using the speed dice spin it up massively but after that i was like oh no i need to play it with some other people now <laughs> i can't play it with myself so i downloaded it on steam from a computer and i ended up playing with robots by myself again with monopoly but i, I have found someone to play monopoly with so don't worry i'm no longer playing monopoly alone by myself but yeah that, that was essentially what was ha- and that happened for two weeks that monopoly trade went on for two weeks i even went online on ebay to try and find the electronic banking one and i found the electronic banking that i used to have as a kid but obviously i didn't take care of it that well because i've not got it anymore or if i do have it then all the pieces are missing i think we might have actually saw that off in a car boot sale or something i don't know but anyway i saw that on ebay i was like oh should i get it would i get it and I almost did, but then I thought, no, 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 because nobody would probably want to play it with me in the house. So anyway, I put the offer up for my little sister to play, we played it a few times and ever since not really went back to it because the new Pokemon's been released. Oh, by- Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus. I, I don't know how you pronounce it, but if you are an OG podcast listener, you know how addicted I got to the last Pokemon game. And by addicted, I mean like Full on, I had to create cue cards to remember like all the special type moves because each Pokemon has like their own special move and weaknesses and strengths and things. And because it was a lot for me to take in playing Pokemon for the first time, I was like, okay, I'm going to make some flash cards. Got absolutely ripped into by Ellie, absolutely ripped into by Tegan. But I don't care because I was having fun. However, I lost those cards, which meant that I had- <laughs> yesterday I had to make new ones. And I was thinking, oh, should I really, really make new cards? But I did. I sat there for, I think it was a good hour, creating Pokemon flashcards again. So, that's come back. But you know what? My personal review on Pokemon Legends Arceus, Chef's Kiss, 10 out of 10. It's still Pokemon, but it's different. It's like an RPG style where you've got main quests and you've got side quests. And it really, really heavily pushes exploring the world and finding as many Pokemon as possible. Now, even though some people might be like, well, isn't that just Pokemon anyway? Yes! However, not a lot of people would want to play it that way. For example, if in other games, you could easily just go through the game and the main story using your favorite Pokemon and then that'd be it. However, in this one, it really does like fully embed the fact that, yes, you need to go out and explore. You need to go out and find all these Pokemon and research them and stuff, because I think that's the only way you're able to progress because uh, you need to like, move up some ranks. But yeah, anyway, I've been playing Pokemon Legends I absolutely brilliant. 10 out of 10 game. On Christmas, actually, I treated myself to a bunch of games as well because I was working and studying at the same time. I didn't really have that much time to play any games on the PlayStation 5 that I've got, might I add. I've got a PlayStation... I managed to get a PlayStation 5. Barely been able to play any games on it. I think the only proper game that I've played on PlayStation 5 was Biomutant, but that wasn't a PS5 exclusive. Pretty much, I've not played any PlayStation 5 exclusive until Christmas. So, on Christmas, I splashed the cash... And I bought as many top games of 2021 as possible. So I ended up playing Kane of Bridge of Spirits. Beautiful game, right? Kane of Bridge... Again, these are for the gamers out there. Sorry if you're not interested in gaming, but (laughs) hey-ho. You had to deal with Teagan talking about politics last week. So you're going to have to deal with me speaking about games this week. But I played Kane of Bridge of Spirits. That was a really good... Honestly, the artwork in Kane of Bridge of Spirits, beautiful. I was watching it. I was thinking, am I actually playing a game or am I watching a Pixar animated film? Because it was close. But the only thing that I have an issue with in Cana Bridge of Spirits is it was such a depressing game because without spoiling it, when you 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 explore this village, everybody in the village is dead. I mean, hence the name Cana Bridge of Spirits because you're, you are the bridge to the spirits and everybody is dead. And it gets a bit questionable when you see some kids like running around and then these kids like speak to you and you're like, oh, but you've died. <laughs> and this is really sad. So, yeah, Kane of Bridge of Spirits, beautiful game. Combat was a bit like, um, I was going to say a bit like Dark Souls, but probably less challenging than Dark Souls, but still rage-inducing if you don't know what you're doing. Because <laughs> I would know. Honestly, that controller nearly went through the window, but I still did it. I then also completed Guardians of the Galaxy. Everybody didn't want Guardians of the Galaxy. So nobody was looking forward to it because of the failure of Marvel Avengers on the PlayStation. Like, everybody hated that. And they're like, oh, but Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be the same thing. Ended up being absolutely amazing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. I like Marvel. Why not? And I can also say, 10 out of 10 game, amazing experience. I honestly, I did not think I would have that much fun playing Guardians of the Galaxy, but I did. And then another game that I played, which I think is so underrated. So it might not be, but for me, it was underrated because when I first looked at it, I thought, hmm, yeah, that probably isn't going to be for me. But anyway, Deathloop, right? This is what this game is called. Essentially, when I first read it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to avoid that because the description is essentially you repeat the same day over and over again. And when I read that, I thought, how on earth am I going to be able to invest any amount of time into repeating the same day over and over and over again? But it does it in a really clever way. So it has different situations and different scenarios that you have to complete within the day. Your mission essentially is to break this loop in some way. And then there's also a conversation between you and this girl called Juliana, I think. I don't, it's been a month. But I think she's called Juliana or Julia. I'd, I can't remember, but there's a lot of funny banter between the two of them. And it's, you know, it's great and refreshing to hear and it's different every day. But yeah, pretty much Deathloop, it was a massive surprise. I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I did. And yeah, you might think repeating the same day over and over again is tedious. But as I mentioned before, they do put like different scenarios in it. The more you repeat each day, the more you find new areas and the more that you unlock new things and the more that you kill more people. And pretty much... It's a murderous sandbox and who wouldn't love that? And then I still haven't been able to finish Far Cry Six with Tegan. That's still ongoing, pending. And then I also started um, Spider-Man Miles for Malice on the PlayStation 5 as well. Not a fan of the Spider-Man games, if I've been truly honest. I only got it because it was PlayStation 5 exclusive and, you know, everybody's been raving about it. But yeah, I've not I've never been a fan of those types of games and yeah, a lot of people are gonna be like, Leon what and yeah it's i don't know why yeah i just i haven't got through probably the first few missions yet because when i started i was like oh yeah you know what this decent but then i just moved on to other things the audio drama that i'm doing as well is still in the works i'm still writing uh by still writing i mean (laughs) i've written the first episode there's gonna be six in total i've written the first one i've not done anything else because because uh, t- I thought I was going to be able to, like, you know, do it after work, but I'm back in the office now. So then when I come back, I'm so tired and I just want to relax and, you know, there's no time. And then I thought, OK, I'll write it at the weekend. But then again, Pokemon Arceus was released or Arceus, or whatever it's called. It was released. And I was like, oh, OK, I'm going to have to play that, though. And that's going to take ages. So, yeah, we, we also spent ages by way of me, me and my dad, we spent ages setting up the uh audio booth it's now taken up probably an entire quarter of the living room probably nearly a third but it's taken a massive amount of the living room up and i'm still nowhere near finishing the actual like audio drama and stuff uh watch me in like five months time and still not being able to do it i'm joking i will try to get it done that's what i'm going to be aiming to do but at the moment i'm just I'm, you know Mono- there was monopoly pokemon then other things it's a busy life what can i say but anyway, enough of that. I think it's now time to move on to Nerd off. So usually in this segment, Ellie would test me and Tegan on a certain topic. And then we'd have to answer it and then see who knows the topic more by the end of it. That's pretty much what NerdOff is. However, as you can already tell, I'm a bit alone today. So we can't do that, can we? However, Tegan gave me a really good idea from last week when she did a nerd-off section. And I remember messaging, I was like, did you really just do a nerd-off section by yourself? But it worked ish So what I'm going to be doing is I'm actually going to be visiting the 16 personalities test online. So it's not going to be a quiz as such, but it's a personality test. And, you know, I feel like I'll involve everybody in a conversation. If you don't know, the 16 personalities test is a test that you do and then you see which one of the 16 personalities you are. Pretty much uh, basic, standard. If you're confused, that's your problem. Well, the last time I did a 16 personalities test, I got the logistician, which, you know, it was very accurate to what I am. I'm very, I was going to say, I'm very logical. <laughs> the logistician type was very accurate to how I act and behave in real life, which is why I, I highly suggest a 16 personalities test. So if you want to find out what personality you are, then, you know, go off, do that test. Figure it out, find out what personality you are, maybe tag the podcast into it because you might as well. Anyway, let's get started. So the first question. I, I'm not gonna say question one, two, or three, because it's it's just a personality quiz. So I will say what the question's asking, and then I will just answer it as accurately as possible. So there's no like A, B, or C answers. You've got, I want to say a slider, it's not, it's like a scale. So on the left, it's agree, and on the right, it's disagree and you can pick either, you know, you strongly agree, so you click straight on the left, or you strongly disagree, so it goes straight on the right, or you can pick anywhere in the middle where, you know, you kind of agree. If you're in the middle, you're like, mm, I'm a bit neutral on it. Towards the end, it's like, mm, kind of disagree. So, that's it's it's like, a, just imagine a scale. You've got agree on one side, disagree on the other side, and then you see how strongly you agree or disagree. So, the first one is, do you regularly make new friends? <laughs> Whoa! Okay, Right. so this is... mm, The reason why this is a challenging one is because I don't actively go out and, you know, make new friends. But I am sociable enough. If somebody were to approach me, I would be sociable enough to, you know, get to know them a bit more and be like, how are you doing? Are you all right? And, you know, just basically start a conversation and then become friends that way. So I am going to say that I disagree, but it's not a strong disagree. So, next one. You spend a lot of free time exploring various random topics that pique your interest. This is another interesting one either because I don't sit there in the room and think, oh, I've just thought of this thing. Let's spend hours researching it. It's usually just, oh, how do cows sleep? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) For example, and then I'll do a quick search, but like, ah, that's nice. And then I'll never remember it again. So I'm going to say a light agree. Seeing other people cry can easily make you feel like you want to cry too. Strongly disagree. It's really bad because... If I'm ever put in a situation where, you know, someone is sobbing to me, I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. The next thing that I would want to do is laugh. And not because I find it funny that they're put in that situation, but because that is the only emotional response that I know how to respond. <laughs> if any of you have like any severe problems and, you know, you then burst out into tears in front of me, I will be no help. I will give advice, but you will probably think I'm an awful person or awful friend because I will probably be laughing. And not because of, again, I don't find the situation funny. It's because I'm that awkward. I don't know how to respond properly. I can't empathise with people. That's the thing. If somebody is like upset about something, I can't go, oh no. See, even that sounded fake. Like that's what it would sound like. So I just don't make any noise and I don't react at all. And that is how you avoid awkward situations. (laughs) But yeah, strongly disagree with that one. You often make a backup plan a backup plan. No, you see, I always have a plan. Ah, no, but again, I was going to say I usually have a plan and then a really solid backup plan, but then sometimes the backup plan also fails. Actually, the fact that I'm speaking about this a lot or longer than I have to probably indicates that, yeah, I kind of do. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say lightly agree. You usually stay calm even under a lot of pressure. Um, right. I'm going to say agree, but not strong. At social events, you rarely try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to the ones you already know. Agree, agree, but not strongly agree, because again, I'm still a sociable type. You prefer to completely finish one project before starting another. Nope, I, um, no, disagree. I, I switch between projects, as many projects as possible, and then just juggle it. You are very sentimental, disagree. I am not. Even for people's birthdays, you, you will get a joke card. You like to use organizing tools like schedules and lists, disagree. People think I do. I don't. I do not like using schedules. I do not like using lists. Even a small mistake can cause you to doubt your overall abilities and knowledge. Agree. Agree. Because you don't think, oh, am I actually good at what I'm doing? You feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up conversation. Strongly disagree. I will not walk up to anybody and just strike a conversation because that is just not something that I would do. You are not too interested in discussing various interpretations and analysis of creative works. I strongly agree. You might, that might be a surprise to some people, but honestly, speaking in depth about a certain thing, I'm really not interested in. I I can't be asked. I cannot analyse a piece of art. I will not analyse a book. I might go a bit in depth into a film, but I will not overanalyze it to the point where it's like, look at all of these 150 theories. You are more inclined to follow your head than your heart. Um, I'm going to put myself as neutral for that one because there have been some situations where I followed what I believe felt best, but then I also followed what I thought was best. It's a weird one. You usually prefer just doing what you feel like at any given moment instead of planning a particular daily routine. I say that I agree. I just do whatever I feel like I In the past, it was planned, but nowadays, I just live in the moment. Why not? So I'm going to put agree for that one. You rarely worry about whether you make a good impression on people you meet. Oh, I'm going to put disagree. I mean, who do, who doesn't? You know, you've met someone for the first time and you think, did I mention the word candy floss a bit too much in that conversation, (laughs) for example? So, yeah, just things like that. You enjoy participating in group activities, strongly disagree. Not because of the whole, like, you know, I'm, I'm not sociable. I, I will happily go into a group of people and, you know, speak to them and maintain that conversation. But in terms of group projects, you no know, that is where you kill it off for me. I do not like group projects at all. I do not like being, because, oh, uh, you've got some gobby cow going off on one, you know, thinking that they're the best. You've got another person who doesn't put in any effort at all. Then you've got another person, like, trying to take the lead. You've got another one who's just, like, riding the wave. It's there's so many different things that people do within a group, and I just hate it. You like books and movies that make you come up with your own interpretation of the ending. Strongly disagree, couldn't care less. Your happiness comes more from helping others accomplish things than your own accomplishments. Oh, I'm going to put myself as neutral because I enjoy me accomplishing things, but then I also like supporting others in them accomplishing things as well. So I will put myself in the middle. You are interested in so many things that you find it difficult to choose what to try next. Strongly disagree? I mean, what? You are prone to worrying that things will take a turn for the worst. I'm going to lightly disagree on that one because I do not expect the worst in every single situation at all. You avoid leadership roles in group settings. Strongly disagree. You are definitely not an artistic type of person. See, artistic, as in with a paintbrush and pad, I'm definitely not artistic. In terms of coming up with ideas and creative concepts, that's a whole nother game. So by artistic, I'm going to class it as, you know, arts as a whole, as in like drama, writing, things like that not just painting. So I'm going to put lightly agree. You think the world would be a better place if people relied more on rationality and less on their feelings? Okay. Um, I'm going to put myself as neutral for that one because, right. Okay, being rational is a really good thing to do. You know, if you can think logically, that's fantastic. But then sometimes a more emotive step could be the best way. For example, If you're a leader of a country, for example, maybe the rational step isn't as good as the emotive one. You know, you prefer to do your chores before allowing yourself to relax. No, disagree. Actually, I'm going to put strongly disagree. Never. You enjoy watching people argue. No, you know what? No, no. Actually, I'm going to put lightly disagree because even though I do, I I do like a bit of the gossip and stuff. Just when people start arguing, it's like you've just ruined the vibe. You've ruined the atmosphere. I was here, you know, just enjoying myself, and you've come in, start arguing with each other. We don't need it. You tend to avoid drawing attention to yourself. Um, I am going to say. Lightly disagree when it comes to situations where somebody needs to, like, you know, take control or somebody needs to present, for example, or volunteer for things. I would usually put myself forward and be like, Yes, okay, I'll do that. So, lightly disagree with that one. Your mood can change very quickly. Lightly agree. We're not going to talk about that too much. You lose patience with people who are not as efficient as you. Hmm. Lightly agree. It, I mean, I, I know that they're trying the best, but, you know, if I'm going at, like 100 miles per hour and then somebody's still like slogging behind, then I have to go back. Then it can get, you know, quite frustrating. But, you know, I don't lose my temper on it. Like, I still understand that they could still be learning or it could be a new concept, which is why I put lightly agree because I lose patience in my mind. I don't actually lose patience to the person. Like, I I will not have a go at a person for being slow or efficient. You often end up doing things at the last possible moment. (laughs) Yes, yes, I I do things last minute. You usually prefer to be around others rather than on your own. Strongly disagree. I like my own company. If you don't enjoy your own company, then that's a you problem and you need to sort that out. You become bored or lose interest when the discussion gets highly theoretical. Strongly agree. Again, I could not care less about theorizing things. You find it easy to empathize with a person whose experiences are very different from yours. I'm going to put myself neutral because I really don't know. Usually postpone finalizing decisions for as long as possible. Uh, Disagree. If I want to make a decision, I will make it. You rarely second guess the choices that you have made. Lightly agree. Because, you know, I with a lot of my decisions, you know, I'm happy of the t- decisions that I've made. But, you know, sometimes with the moment, you can be like, oh, but was that a good decision? So I'm going to put lightly agree because I only second guess something within the moment. Whereas further on down the line, I'd be like, no, that was a good decision that I made. After a long and exhausting week, a lively social event is just what you need. Just Strongly disagree. After a long and exhausting week, I want me time in my own room. You enjoy going to art museums. Strongly disagree. Who would? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry if I've offended people there. Um, you often have a hard time understanding other people's feelings. Strongly agree. I can't empathise. You like to have a to-do list for each day. Strongly disagree. You avoid making phone calls. I'm going to put disagree because I obviously in my work it's impossible to avoid phone calls because it's part of the job. You often spend a lot of time trying to understand views that are very different from your own. Uh, see, I'm going to put lightly, I don't spend loads and loads of times, but if somebody's situation is different from mine, I will try to understand why it's different. In your social circle, you are often the one who contacts your friends and initiates activities. Mm, disagree. <laughs> because I am missing most of the time because I'm busy. If your plan's interrupted, your top priority is to get back on track as soon as possible. If If a plan is interrupted, I will make sure that it continues. You are still bothered by mistakes that you made a long time ago. Disagree. You rarely contemplate the reasons for human existence or the meaning of life. Uh, I, I'm actually... Yeah, I'm going to put agree for that one. I, I don't contemplate it that much, to be fair. Your emotions control you more than you control them. Nope, disagree. Strongly disagree, in fact. You take great care not to make people look bad, even when it's completely their fault. Mm, lightly disagree. <laughs> if it's their fault, it's their fault. Your personal work style is closer to some spontaneous bursts of energy than organized and consistent efforts. No, if it was a spontaneous burst of energy, I think I would burn myself out. So I'm going to put a disagree for that one. You would love a job that requires you to work alone most of the time. (sighs) Yes, I agree. I agree. Although, you know, I do enjoy being in the office and speaking to different people, but in terms of like getting my head down and getting the work done alone is best. Like working from home has been an absolute godsend. You believe that pondering abstract philosophical questions is a waste of time. Strongly agree. What's the point? You feel more drawn to places with busy, bustling atmospheres than the quiet, intimate places. Strongly disagree. You know at first glance how someone is feeling. Sure, lightly agree. You often feel overwhelmed. Oh, that is. You know what? I'm going to put lightly agree. It used to be lightly disagree, but it's lightly agree now because of just the amount of work that I've taken on over these past few weeks. You complete things methodically without skipping over any steps. Strongly agree. You are very intrigued by things labelled as controversial. Disagree. Why? No. You would pass along a good opportunity if you thought someone else... (laughs) Oh, strongly disagree with that one. If the opportunity is going off, I will take it myself. Sorry. It's life. Survival of the fittest and all that. You struggle with deadlines. Strongly disagree. I do not. You feel confident that things will work out for you. Agree. I do. Okay. Gender is male. And then let's see the results. What have I got? Have I still got the logistician personality trait? Let's find out. Oh, I'm a virtuoso. That's different. So let's, let's find a little bit about the virtuoso. Virtuosos love to explore with their hands and their eyes, touching and examining the world around them with cool rationalism and spirited curiosity. People with this personality type are natural makers, moving from project to project, building the useful and superfluous for the fun of it and learning from their environment as they go. Often mechanics and engineers virtue finds find no greater joy than in getting their hands dirty, pulling things apart and putting them back together just a little bit better than they were before. That does not sound like me. I'm actually quite disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been because, I, you know, I, I whizzed through that quiz, but I still think at heart I am a logistician personality type. I don't know what's changed, but this virtuoso, it's not for me. Maybe it's because I work in an engineering environment. Maybe that's influenced it. But as a person, I am not the type who likes to pull things apart, put things together again explore things creatively maybe you know I, I like exploring interesting creative concepts like you know storylines and stuff but if i remember correctly every single question that i answered relating to do you like exploring things theoretically do you like make, do you like exploring art and stuff i was like no 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 i don't so i don't know how i got virtue so but there you go everybody the 16 personalities test hope you enjoy now it's time to move on to in what world save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app stories a father's children were responsible for making the said father an absolute fortune and more than 220 new animal and plant species have been discovered in great mekong i'm leon and this is in what world So, our first story today, a coin found by a detectivist dad has been sold for £648,000. The dad is a metal detectivist who gave up his hobby when he started a family, only to return to it when his children were old enough to nag him into taking them out detecting with him. When they did that, he was able to find England's oldest gold coin, which sold for a record-breaking £648,000 at an auction. I mean, oh, I mean, imagine that. You know, you've not done metal detecting for a while. Your kid's like, hey, dad, let's go out and, you know, find some metals. And you end up bagging £648,000. My question is, how much is that after tax? Because I bet you that was, like, taxed heavily. But still, that is a lot of money. And I'm a bit jealous. I'm a bit de- uh, it's, it always amazes me how people make a fortune just, like, with a click of a finger. And also, England's oldest gold coin. What a find, but at first, the dad, Michael E. Malavoy found the Henry III gold penny buried in the sand, and he posted it on social media, not really knowing that it was of value until, you know, some auctioneers saw it and they were like, hmm, this is suspicious. This is weird. So pretty much these kids are responsible for this dad making an absolute fortune by reviving his old hobby in metal detecting. Anyway, in other news, more than 220 new animal and plant species have been discovered in Greater Mekong, the WWF has said. So, Greater Mekong is a region in Southeast Asia which spans Cambodia, Laos, Myanmar, Thailand, and Vietnam. And it's been described as the world heavyweight for the discovery of new species. And it's pretty much holding its title because 220 new animal and plant species have been newly discovered. So, a monkey. A big-headed frog, a knobbly newt, they're among the 224 species that have been discovered in the wildlife hotspot. So, in total, there have been 155 plants, 16 fish, 17 amphibians, 35 reptiles, and one mammal, which is quite the shopping list, (laughs) might I say. Among the unusual finds was a popper langur monkey, which is expected to be listed as critically endangered. An orange-brown knobbly newt, with a racing stripe down its back, was also spotted. An orange-grey rock gecko was another one. In Cambodia and Vietnam, a big-headed frog was found. And in Burma, a colourless cave-dwelling fish was discovered. The world's first succulent bamboo, whose stem can inflate and deflate during the dry and wet seasons, was also found in Laos. And a plant with a pungent odour from the ginger family was found in a local shop in Thailand. Which, you know, big up to them! Big up to Thailand, my hometown. From my hometown, making memories. I don't even. I, I don't know. If that's the lyrics. It's Adele, by the way. If you didn't know, by the amazing vocals. We have over 220 new species, and it's absolutely baffling to me because it's like we keep on exploring and discovering new things. Even the our oceans, for example, we only know five percent of that. That percentage hasn't gone up recently, has it? To like six percent or something. Probably not. But yeah, we don't know much about the things in our oceans. But I thought that we knew a lot of things about the wildlife on land, but. Clearly not because we're still discovering all these new species and it's still baffling to me. It still is. And this is why I strongly believe we should be focusing on the planet Earth instead of space. At the moment, I'd say if we invest more money into, like, you know, ocean research, our aliens are within our own planet. Okay. I mean, have you seen some of the fish? They're quite freaky looking things. So I'd say invest more money in fish. Just saying. But anyway, now it's time to move on to Agony Ant. <laughs> So in this segment, Tegan usually comes up with a question to be answered. She gives advice at the same time, and that's pretty much it. People can send in their requests, uh, can send in their problems if they want to, and essentially Tegan, as well as the help of me and Ellie when we're here, will also uh, give some suggestions as well, but that's pretty much it. However, I haven't got anything for the Agony Ant. However, Tegan did send some clocks and it's actually quite fitting. It may or may not be related to an actual thing. So this week's agony and question is how would you react when you meet somebody that has fallen from the sky? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to mention what this is referring to, but how would I react? Well, firstly, I would make sure that, you know, they're okay because they've just fallen out from the sky. But like, whoa, wait, are you all right? I would not be referring to them as my girl or my boy straight off the bat. Because it's a bit nancy if you ask me, especially when the person's supposed to be like, what, 15, 14, whatever their age is. But yeah, first I'd make sure that they're okay and be like, whoa, you've just fallen from the sky. And another thing that I would do as well is I wouldn't treat them as if they were just a normal person. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, this is happening now. Do you want to help out a bit? No, I would not do that. <laughs> I would not. That is not something that I would do because they've just fallen from the sky. And yeah, I would I would still be there like, okay, right, hold on. Just, you're clearly a bit delusional. Um, You're wearing clothes that don't exist at the moment. Something's wrong. We need to get you some medical attention, clearly. That was given to me by Tegan, by the way. That was uh, her... Agony Ant section and yeah, pretty much all I can say is I'll just make sure that they're okay and I wouldn't send them out on tasks and I wouldn't make them a hero in the story uh, and expect them to pretty much save the world because they can or you don't know that they can save the world because you've literally just met them and they fall upon from the sky. So that's what I would do. But anyway, I think it's now time to wrap it up for this week. Sorry, everybody, for uh, how sporadic has been at the beginning of this January. There will be a point where all three of us will be back together, don't you? It could be even as early as next week, you know? For February, refreshing it up, being like, yes, this is where we start. This is where we're going to get back into the group. Can't really say that reliably for Ellie, however, because she is back in university and she is, like, studying and she's coming back in and out and back and forth. However, I will definitely be here next week and I will definitely be trying to be here for the next upcoming weeks and hopefully if Tegan has recovered by then as in not going to work and making herself even more worse than she already is cough cough then hopefully she should be able to see you next week as well but yes if you like what we had to say you can support us on Patreon for as this little as a pound or a dollar forty although I'm, I'm planning on getting rid of that so woof that's out the window if you've reached this far you might as well give us a rating and a review it helps us out a lot all of our social media can be found in the episode bio or the podcast bio Thank you everybody for listening and we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Good day, sir. <laughs> oh, that was tricky. Oh, best it. oh, she's asleep. Wow. Wizard. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts